Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Good morning, Joanne. Here we are back again for another Strip It Back episode. How are you? Buongiorno. I'm good. I'm feeling energized and happy and ready to connect. Yes, it's really, really nice to see you in your winter woolies and me once again in a summer dress. It just cracks me up. (laughs) Yeah, the sliding doors, the sliding doors. And you know what? It's going to lead us straight into our conversation today, isn't it? So it is. It is, it is. So we want to bring a big topic, I would say, to the forefront for our listeners today. And this being something that comes and is a little imposter for all of us from time to time. And that being self-doubt. But before I go down the road of, well, first, what does self-doubt even mean to you when you hear those words? Self-doubt, like doubting the self, um, harshest critic, um, what else comes to my mind, overthinking, um, comparing, uh, freaking out, uh, crying, and that inner mean girl. I think we go back mm. to her every time. What was, it, what was yours called again? Mine's Emma. Emma and Stacey. <laughs> The, queen, the queens of our self-doubt. You might have to re-listen to a few episodes back in the early days of Strip It Back to know what we're rubbing on about there. But, um, yeah, that's what comes up for me. Mm. Yeah. You've, I feel like you've really popped them in a nice little container there and I think that this is a really nice time for us to lift the bucket on some of the great things you're doing but to also talk about well, what's coming up for you um, I know we touched on it last episode that you, I think we've been doing it the last few episodes where we've kind of said, oh, you're unravel, you started something unravel. Do you want to just give a little? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So as most of our listeners know, you and I have been educators for a very, very long time. It's how we met each other. That's where our love story began. And our passion for education um, has what is what's driven us to Uh, create new ways of being so I decided um, that I wanted to bring a little bit more balance into the education system and include social and emotional learning and well-being into the conversations around curriculum and in 2020 I worked at a fantastic school in Melbourne where I got to start exploring that And I had a principal who I love dearly who gave me that creative freedom within boundaries, of course, because an an education system has boundaries. And even though with all the freedom and the encouragement and I guess the little bit of um, rope that he allowed me to kind of untangle and, and play with, I still felt I wasn't in my true and full alignment. And when the opportunity to move to Italy to be reunited with Mattia and therefore having to leave that school came up, I became creative in what it is that I wanted to do. And so over time, I think at least two or three years, I've been dreaming up this coaching and guidance for families and children and educators around the world to help them unravel big emotions. And therefore the Unravel Academy was born. And what I currently do is work with individuals, and families who are ready to unravel 
and basically it's looking at a process of recognizing our emotions releasing them and relearning and then reflecting so all of the curriculum things that I've learned over the years as an educator and all the lessons and self-work and development and healing and all the ologies that I've dived into since my own discovery into who I am and unraveling myself it's kind of a culmination of all of those things and I run my sessions via zoom and I have families and individuals that I work with each week and I'm helping them unravel and get clear on what they would like. So it's very new and it's very exciting and it's very scary um, because my imposter syndrome comes up a lot. And that's where I wanted to go. It's when you're starting out a new business and it's very new. You've never done business before and I use air quotes for that because I also believe that women stepping into business they are stepping in from an aligned place and also not only doing business in a new paradigm of what feels good for them so yeah it's all new and Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist like what we do it like I can't even explain Remember, I'm living in a country where English is a second language. There actually aren't the words to describe my career here. Like, what do you do? Like, teacher, doctor, lawyer, pizza maker. Like, I'm a coach that guides families to unravel big emotions and they kind of look at me like I'm strange. But even in English, it doesn't exist yet. And that's Mm. tricky when you're a creator, when you've thought of something that's kind of 10 steps ahead of what already exists the self-doubt is real like the, the the true belief in myself is there as well I, I have no no harm in saying that I know that this is what the world needs and you know though and I feel confident in what I'm creating but along with that comes this imposter syndrome and this self-doubt of like well what are you doing like are you a psychologist are you this are you that like how does it work and it's all quite intuitive and new and so if I don't control I'm going to use the word control or catch that imposter syndrome I could easily just close it you know get rid of the website and go and teach English full-time here in Italy because that would be easy but I don't want to do that oh I just felt this like flip in my stomach when you said that because Mm. I think that there is this um people that maybe have never run their own business or are looking in from the outside might think that uh, business is all uh, rainbows and butterflies, but it is definitely a journey. And I used to think that travel was one of the best personal and professional developments and, oh, love it. But I think business puts you on a journey like travel, (laughs) getting you to really explore what comes up for yourself um, and in who you meet. And what I'm hearing from you is that there's some things there and you've got awareness of the, what we're calling it, uh, imposter syndrome, but how do you move or how have you been moving beyond sitting in that right now? Mm. That's such a great question because it would be easy to do that. It would be super easy to stay in my victim and be like, oh, it's too hard. 
Um, thankfully, I've had a lot of life lessons of moving from my victim into my creator because um, I think season one was basically all about that journey for me, the victim, the poor divorcee and blah, blah, blah. And I went from, no, that's not the story I want to attach to it anymore. And it's catching myself in, that, myself in those moments and being like, okay, so, yeah, this is hard. This is hard. Like it's actually really hard to write a business plan and it's super hard to create content that is clear about what you offer when you're still navigating what it is. It's also really hard to work out how on earth you balance taxes and accounting and all this sort of stuff, like the structure of business. And I remember chatting to my mum recently and saying, I like they ran this own small business forever. And it was quite a tangible thing. It was a pizzeria, like it was a restaurant. But they woke up thinking about it. They went to sleep thinking about it. And I'm kind of doing the same. And it's because I love what I do. But it's catching myself in those moments and being like, okay, at what point is it not fun anymore? At what point am I feeling a block? At what point am I thinking this isn't where I want it to go? And having people that I trust and love to talk to yourself included like I think I dropped something off about this the other day I woke up this morning and said to Mattia this is something I need to talk about like I'm feeling a bit you know the academy I'm in love with it it's really great but it's also hard and it was just he didn't try and fix or save me he just listened and yeah like when it gets hard catching it feeling it and then talking about it with people and when I need advice getting advice I'm also part of a, a great community of entrepreneurs over here in Europe and we help each other through these moments. And I actually, you can't do it by yourself. Small business can be really lonely. And I think you of all people know that because Rebalance Naturally, how old is Rebalance Naturally now? Three years. Yeah. And, you know, you've, you've, you've been on this journey. Mine's six months. Six months I've had yeah. the academy. And I'd love to hear from you because, you know, the comparison syndrome in me goes, oh, look, Renee, she's three years in. Surely she hasn't got these things coming up for her. But we all know that's not true. It's not <laughs> true. And you've got to remember three years with one of them being in full lockdown pretty much mm. and mm. still the uncertainty. So the way I first structured what I had visioned for my business has also had to take a little pivot. And if you talk to any entrepreneurs, they will say that within business, I think they say three, five, seven year kind of things, you want to be doing little shifts anyway. And if you're a woman and one of the coaches that I work alongside now for my business as well, she talks about when women get in business, it's usually through a sole purpose you know, mm -hmm. soul venture, which I'm hearing what you're saying. And it, it is why we've both gone down this um, road. And it heals you first. You've done your unravel. And that's why you can embody that to serve someone else. And so when you're going through these changes in the dynamics of changing up the business, you're also uh uh, you'll be unraveling more or you're going to have to, in my case, you know, I use the words rebalance naturally. How am I going to keep moving but keep the balance for me so that I'm not burning the candles at both ends? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, my whole journey was, you know, getting to that, that state of almost 
burnout. So not wanting to do that. And, and it can be easy, like you're saying with business, even though physically you might not have anything wrong, we know that the mind dictates the body. So waking and always having on, where do you cut that boundary? Mm. It's almost easier, like we've said, when you go to a job and you leave that premises, boom, it's done for the day. Yes. Even though we know teaching, <laughs> you can bring a lot home, but that's, you know, in its own boundary setting. So... You need to create these boundaries even within your business so that you can truly um, have that restful period, which is where our creativity as women comes from, is in that rest. You are so right. I think one of them um, in May I I wrote a post um, on the Unravel Academy social media saying I'd be in my cocoon until June. And that's an example of setting a clear boundary. And what I did in that time was got really clear on where I'd like to take the academy moving forward. And it's interesting. So now I've done all of those things in June and there's something else that's coming up for me. I'm like, oh, actually I want to go down this way. And it's it's this constant inquiry and creativity. And you have to be comfortable with the surrendering to that. But then I know for you and for me in my case, I have a partner who is so supportive of that, right? Mattia literally He's doing a job now that is structured and that um, has, you know, very little think time or um, it doesn't require a lot of his energy. So he's holding this foundation for me to be able to fly and create and soar and then have a safe place to land. Now, the imposter syndrome in me, the first part of me goes, oh, yes, like I've called in this dream partnership and that alignment will then you know, change in in different parts of our life. But there's a little trigger there for me around, oh, I'm a big, strong, amazing, independent woman and I'm depending on a man. Oh, you know, conscious creation and la, 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 la. And I could very easily turn that into something really yucky. And that's the imposter syndrome right there. Mm. My ego is trying to go, oh, yeah, but... Remember, you know, don't rely on a man and blah, blah, blah and all these things and that there is patriarchy in itself. You know, we are shifting and we are creating something brand new. So we've got to catch that mean voice and that imposter and I'm sure that you can relate to exactly what I'm saying because I am have a partner that's, that's creating that for you. I am so nodding with you and, you know, <laughs> we've both called in amazing human beings that are there are holding space when when needing and likewise when they need uh but we're both very independent and have lived yes. our lives very similar and very you know going after and it has worked but there does get to a point where you get exhausted from this and you needing to have that time where you you can really drop in and Mm. surrendering to that and feeling safe in that and I think that's where our partners are are great at that but Mm -hmm. and I just think about today I walked through the door and Joseph looked at me and he was you know there's never a day that he doesn't get up even if he's on the couch to give me a hug it's kind of one of our rituals and he got to me and my face and my eyes were red he's like what's wrong and I just had a little cry and you know that time where it's just like there's nothing wrong so to speak but there (laughs) is 
and it was <laughs> yeah and it was one of those moments that there were no words coming out of my mouth of there's nothing like there is and there's nothing at the same time and I just needed that release it was like holding whatever was there for me and needing mm. to get it out and, and feeling like, like do I want to contact mm. yeah do I want to do this anymore what's my purpose Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so, so much to this. Like we're just looking at it through one lens. We're looking at it through two women in our mid-30s who want to change the world in business and, like, we want to do big things. Like we want everybody to rebalance naturally and I want to unravel education. Like they're not small things, you know. Sometimes I'm like, I wish we would be okay with just working in a bloody shop. You know, sometimes I feel like that and it's about saying that out loud and being okay with that and not adding pressure to, oh, that means I've failed and that means my mission to unravel education no longer exists. No, it's actually just a little bit hard and I'm tired. So thankfully in a couple of weeks' time I'm going on holidays and I just get to rest, you know. it's We're not, we're not talking about small things here. This is huge. No, not small <laughs> at all. And, and, you know, there's also nothing wrong with taking jobs elsewhere if you're listening oh. to this because I think the thing is that the world needs everyone and I think in this time we've just kind of established that all jobs are needed and all... Um, it's so true. And it's right, really great because I know you model this really well your heart and soul and your life's purpose is rebalanced naturally and there's a part of you that still holds on to your passion for education which aligns with what you do and you have a part-time job where it's structured and I think that this is a really really clever way to create balance. I'm going to talk about this because I used to be really critical on this. I used to say, mm. oh, are you giving your business your whole when you're going there and doing that? You've got your fingers in two pots. I was really nasty at the start. Mm. But then last year came and we were all locked down and I shifted and I was like, oh, my goodness, I really saw that I thrive on having that structure being around children for two days and the ideas that I would walk away with because I was around young minds that are really dreamy, or mm-hmm. <laughs> which we forget to do. And so I really craved the best part of the job of what we all go into it for. Yes. And so I have, like yourself, a really great relationship with a school in Melbourne and I only go to this one school and I am there on a Wednesday and sometimes on a Thursday for them. And I love it. And Mm -hmm. I actually am more productive in my own business at this stage for doing those two structured days. And I think for any... Sorry, keep going, keep going. No, and I just think if there's any other small business owners that are starting out, I would give you the advice of allow that... Um, security for yourself because even if I go from the chakra level let's just say where our root chakra is all about grounding and having those survival um, instincts already dealt with 
it's a great way to really just allow your business to grow organically rather than putting all the pressure on, which women are really great at doing that. Oh, we're amazing. We're experts at being our own toughest critics. I think you and I often try and school each other on life and then when I'm listening to myself, I'm going, oh, she's kind of giving me the same advice as I'm giving her. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, like it's absolutely crazy. I was going to say what I'm hearing from you is like even that, imposter syndrome of when you commit to a small business and a new project you've got to throw your heart and soul and hustle and blah 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 and do it all no Mm. no even that's bullshit I'm just going to say it for what it is it's it's not true like when you know when when you lose joy when you're creating something that you've dreamed up and that you think is something that's going to change the world and help individuals you need to also have some bloody fun as well and have some breathing space. Otherwise, you're not showing up. I don't know about you, but if I'm in a crappy mood and I'm not feeling joyful and, and living up to my my dream of being free in all of my choices, I'm not going to be able to be present for the beautiful women and the families that rock up and talk to me every week about those things. So, yeah, I think it just comes back to that inner critic and that judge can be your worst enemy if you don't catch it. Mm. You, you said a word there that reminded me um, of my word this year, being fun. And <sighs> I think that, you know, when you come back to like, is it fun? Like, is this fun for me right now? Like, yes, there has to be work and commitment, but you also need to be coming back to your core value of why am I doing this? And is there something there? This is not a visual podcast, but, you I'm know. sorry, when, when, a when, big wasp when, just flew in the window. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> but when your co-host goes across the room, you're wondering, what is going on there? That was so, I'm not joking. It was like a couple of centimetres. What is that? Oh, hello, you really nature. are. You really are listeners just in the conversation <laughs> with our couple. I love it. Oh. I was like, okay, sorry. I could have pretended that that wasn't happening, but that was too funny. It was huge. It's it's gone now. It's gone back out the window. I can concentrate. Sorry, what were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Lost for words. I think we had that a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, so true. No, but I will shift gears on whatever I was saying because I think there's another thing that shows up, Mm. and I think that is, getting more certificates in education before you can launch anything. What do you think about that one? Do we have another hour to talk about that? Yeah, that there, that's something we need to talk about in more depth, especially in different parts of the world that's valued in very different ways. Mm. In Italy, having a degree in something means so much. And having a degree in specific things shows where you stand on um, a social and cultural and um, business level. I can't even go there right now because it's so much and it'd be something very interesting to talk about next time. Well, let's leave that and we will put that down as something that we can definitely come yeah. back to. I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot to say about that as well because of the career that we had and the university system in how we we have certificates, very honourable ones, um, and now we're kind of stepping away from them a little bit, which is mm. it's, it's a huge concept and um, I'd love to talk about it more. And I'm actually going to ask Mattia for some feedback on that too because he's grown up here. It's just yes. something that I've observed. 
observed, I'd love to know his view on it because he's a very passionate man about worth and and status and and being valued for your skill set, not just the piece of paper you have in your hand. It's mm. actually a really, really big topic that we've been talking about lately. Mm. And this is how our topics evolve, everyone, sometimes Realize. just in a conversation like this. So if you actually have a topic that is bursting with you, let us know because if we can unpack it and bring our little uh, flair to it, we would love to. And on that note, Joanne, what's your little small win for today? Oof. It's food and drink related, which doesn't surprise me. Um, I have been, it's quite warm here and watermelon is in season and I bought this huge watermelon the other day and I love gelato and I love fruit and we went and bought this called granita. But I made this morning, I made um, frozen some watermelon and I put it in the mini pim, I don't know what's it, like the bar mix with some fresh mint and lime and I had that um, and it was yeah. delicious and so simple you could put it in the thermo mix. Yum. That sounds divine. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so yum. nice. Yeah, there's watermelon everywhere. And remember that yellow melon that I loved when we were in, obviously in Italy for your wedding and I discovered the melon with the yellow skin? That's everywhere too. So small oh. win is the fruit in Italy at the moment. Loving it. Amazing. I'm going to what stick with the, the fruit food thing. Today yeah. I had this mandarin off... Um, I went to a yoga class on the weekend and the yoga teacher had all these mandarins from her dad's backyard and she's like like a communal table and I took a few and I had some today. Oh, my goodness. When fruit actually tastes like fruit, it's amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Small wins, guys. Small wins. Small wins. All that. All thank right. you, everybody, for listening. And, and thank you, Renee, for, like, holding the space there for me to share a little bit about the Academy. And and also I think I want to acknowledge us both because, you know, talking about the things that are hard in what we're doing, not many people are comfortable in doing that. So good on us, I say. And if you've got any feedback or any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. Mm. Talk Loved to you it. soon. Ciao. Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could kindly leave us a review. 